you're here. I'm Diane Kay, host of the 15-Minute Classroom and owner of Next Steps, a collaborative parent coaching business. After working in education for 17 years, I stepped aside to provide support to families in a more direct way through collaborative coaching. I am passionate about supporting parents with children four to 12 years of age, whether it's meeting to create routines that build skills, working together to problem solve challenging behavior, or reviewing an individual education plan to provide support at home. Each opportunity sheds light on you, the parents, seeking to build responsive, loving relationships that foster character and promote lifelong learning. Here in the classroom, you'll gain access to essential digestible information that you can put into practice with your children at home, at school, and on the playground. If you'd like to learn more about the 15-minute classroom strategy this podcast is based on, head over to episode number one. In today's episode, it is once again a pleasure to have Dale Shipley join us. Dale is the author of Empowering Parents, Meeting Children's Learning Needs in the Kindergarten and Primary Years. Dale is joining us each month to discuss essential information relevant to children's learning at home and at school. So let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome, Dale. Thank you, Diane. I'm happy to be here with you all. It's great to have you here, especially on this cold day outside. So during two years of pandemic restrictions, parents have had time to reflect and consider the deficits their children have experienced, especially during lockdown period, periods. Parents are more interested and seem more motivated than ever to partner with their children's teachers to ensure their children gain access to the skills, habits, and dispositions that build a crucial foundation for later learning. With the turmoil caused by schooling disruptions and the absence of a dependable routine, so much changed in daily life, in families, in world and national events, our institutions, and even in our own neighborhoods. Parents may have a different view now of what schooling should be and do for children and how best to prepare them for a future that has not yet been disclosed to us. But we can be sure that children still want and need to learn. They may need a refresher course in learning to learn and their dispositions for learning need to be nourished and practiced. So knowing that dispositions for learning need to be nourished and practiced, Dale. Can you help us by explaining just what are dispositions? Well, dispositions refer to temperamental or character traits that are natural. They are an inclination or a tendency toward a certain way to behave, learn, and express oneself. Dispositions are related to what children believe, their interests, what they experience in their daily lives, and what is familiar to them. Dispositions for learning also depend on the habits children form early in their lives. 
The term dispositions should be used with some care as the meaning of the term can be easily oversimplified and needs to be unpacked. Dispositions for learning relate to interests, daily lived experiences, and what is familiar to an individual. How long they last, that is their endurance, depends on the habits of mind that children learn, the routines they follow, their learning experiences and practice opportunities. So Dale, I hear you saying that not to uh, oversimplify, but that dispositions is a tendency to act in a certain way, to behave and learn and express oneself. And they're shaped by um, a children's child's experiences. So they're unique to each child. Dispositions are, as you say, an indication of a person's natural way of being. They may be present from birth and recognizable from an early age, such as a disposition toward empathy for others, a disposition toward leadership in groups, a disposition to please and follow others, or a disposition toward independence and doing things their own way. Some children are anxious when they approach new learning, while others appear confident and eager to begin most of the time. Some children learn easily from books and reading, while others prefer learning with friends and playing in groups. Some are inclined to daydream, imagine, test, and experiment, or they might prefer to investigate, discover, and uncover phenomena, especially when they're outdoors. Curiosity is inborn in most children, but it may vary in intensity from child to child. Some are driven by curiosity to pursue without constraints the object of their curiosity. Others may be curious but limited by shyness or fear of challenging boundaries that have been set. But most children have an innate disposition for curiosity and always want to pursue what interests them most. So observing and becoming aware of a child's dispositions provides really important information to parents and teachers. Can children be taught to develop dispositions to learn? Yes, not in one try, but over a period of time. Dispositions to learn can be instilled and nurtured. A child who is always curious and ready to explore may be encouraged to investigate in safe ways and provided with the means to satisfy his curiosity. The opposite may happen if the limits or boundaries or parentally induced fears do not allow for curiosity to be satisfied. An example of how important it is to allow children to take moderate risks. Children also need the mental energy to keep trying or struggling to learn, to master and meet a challenge. Parents can, can support this energy by providing them with the resources that they need to help them succeed. Motivation to succeed at what they try to do 
can be facilitated by expressing interest in the project or activity they want to finish and achieve their goal. Curiosity, the mental energy to keep going, and motivation are important dispositions for learning. Others may include an ability to take the initiative to begin an activity and follow through with it. Another may include an overwhelming desire for self-expression by a particularly independent child who is exuberant, uninhibited by self-consciousness, and with a strong desire to do it myself. Some children have the disposition to avoid constraints or any limitations on what they want to do. These are the children who are determined to achieve their goal and have the will to keep trying. Curiosity, mental energy, motivation to succeed, and desire for self-expression are all dispositions that should be encouraged by helping children develop habits that nurture dispositions and help them fulfill their needs safely within certain social boundaries, with consideration for others, and by acquiring specific habits that will nourish their dispositions. All of these also depend on resilience. That is the ability to rise up after a failure and try again and ultimately succeed. And that's a good reminder that children learn about resilience from watching how parents and other important people in their lives respond to tough times and setbacks. When our children see us try again, let go of anger, or think positively in difficult situations, they learn that they can do the same. Thank you, Dale, for joining us across this online table today and for shedding light on this important topic of children's dispositions and dispositions for learning. Perhaps you're wondering, so what can I do to help my children to practice and develop essential dispositions for learning? Well, Dale and I will be discussing the habits of mind or mental skills children can be encouraged to actively practice that can help them learn these skills in the next episode of the 15-minute classroom. So we look forward to having you join us. And if today's episode sparked curiosity about your child's dispositions or dispositions for learning, and you'd like to learn more, then head over to coachingnextsteps.com. You can fill out the contact form, and I'd love to support you with a 15-minute consultation. So I look forward to seeing you here in the next episode of the 15-Minute Classroom.